Welcome back, and a special welcome to our next guest. His name is Dr. Colonel Lawrence Sellen, United States Army Reserves, retired after 29 years or so of distinguished service in uniform. He's gone on to work in the business sector and uh, the research community, and now is a very important contributor to our understanding of the COVID-19 virus, the extent to which it is a product of a biological warfare program that the Chinese Communist Party is not allowed to have, but does, and to which we have provided, as Lawrence Sellen has documented, among other places, in a series of extraordinarily important articles at the Gateway Pundit, we have continuing taxpayer underwritten support going to agents of and even facilities associated with this biological capability that is designed to destroy our country. It's just an unbelievable story, and we're always delighted to have a chance to catch up with Lawrence and get the latest from him on his research in this space. Thank you so much for joining us, Colonel Doctor. It's good to have you with us as always. Thank you, Frank. Uh, just again to level set a little bit, Lawrence, I, I think our audience is pretty familiar both with you and with your work, but am I overstating it to say that we now know the Chinese Communist Party has an extensive infrastructure across China both dedicated and supporting, enabling the pursuit of biological weapons capabilities designed to assist China in its effort to dominate the world, among other things, by destroying our own country? That's exactly right, Frank. Uh, in 2016, the Chinese Communist Party uh, mandated the fusion of civilian military research, in particular in the area of, of biowarfare. Uh, and the, uh, the structure of China's biowarfare program uh, is at three levels. First, uh, the first core secret military level involves military research centers and military hospitals, but layered on top of that and fused to that first layer is are the uh, ch all Chinese universities and all, quote, civilian research centers like the Wuhan Institute of Virology and some of uh, China's biotech companies. Now, it is that second level that gives access uh, to the uh, People's Liberation Army to expertise outside of China, in particular universities in the United States, which are ostensibly uh, contributing to China's biowarfare program through the uh, uh, what I call scientific chain migration of Chinese scientists uh, to the United States. So it is that fused... It's a great term for describing what's going on here. Yes, indeed. And uh, it is that fused uh, civilian military research program in China, which has developed agents like COVID-19 uh, to be used against uh, adversaries, in, in particular in the United States, to uh, uh, essentially uh, subjugate us. Yeah. Well, I, as I understand it, they even have said to depopulate our country so it can be colonized by the Chinese, uh, to put a fine point on it. And, and Lawrence, again, at the risk of belaboring this, the thing that I find stunning is that the more we've learned about this Chinese biological weapons capability, the less I've heard about the fact that this is a direct and material violation of a treaty obligation that the Chinese freely assumed not to have a biological warfare offensive capability. 
Um, defenses are a different story, but this is clearly of an offensive character. Um, are you struck by the uh, seeming indifference to the fact that uh, this is a such a violation of a treaty obligation? Yeah, I'm astounded that there's been relatively no reaction from the U.S. government uh, to COVID-19, which is clearly a, a bioweapon uh, that was developed specifically to uh, essentially uh, decrease the U.S. capability, uh, both militarily and economically. Let me just turn then to uh, one of the things that we've learned about this um, biological warfare capability and its tie to the COVID-19 virus is that members of the United States government, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, actually were privy to information about that reality. And, and in fact, the support for such a capability that the United States government had given through agencies like his to enable this biological warfare capability to uh, become more proficient. Tell us a little bit about what we've learned in that regard, Lawrence. Well, we've learned recently, uh, Frank, through uh, the House Republicans who released emails from Dr. Anthony Fauci and National Institutes of Health Director Francis Collins. Now, uh, according to the these emails that were released by January 27, 2020, which was very early in the pandemic, Fauci knew that he had funded the EcoHealth Alliance, which had funneled money to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and Fauci knew he had funded dangerous gain-of-function research with the potential for bioweapon development. Now, on February 1, 2020, again, uh, very early in the pandemic, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins, and at least 11 other scientists convened a conference call to discuss COVID-19. And it was at that conference call that Fauci and Collins were first warned that COVID-19 may have leaked from a Chinese laboratory and may have been genetically manipulated. Now, during the next three days, it was decided by Fauci, Collins, and those scientists who participated in the discussions, many of whom could be considered complicit in the creation of COVID-19, that they would intentionally suppress any public discussion that COVID-19 had originated in a Chinese laboratory. In other words, we now know that not only were key members of the United States government who have become household names in the course of this pandemic bore direct responsibility for the pandemic, or at least for the creation of the virus that was the uh, impetus behind it, and knew that they had that culpability early on and concealed that information indeed lied about both the nature of the virus and their involvement with it. This is a stunning set of facts, Lawrence. Have I gotten any of them wrong? No, you haven't gotten it wrong. And it's it's not just those uh, initial days of the pandemic where they decided you know, to suppress any discussion about the laboratory origin of COVID-19. They went on uh, to, to essentially... Uh, execute a propaganda campaign together with the Chinese Communist Party by publishing articles within scientific journals and working with uh, big tech to suppress any discussion whatsoever that COVID-19 could have possibly uh, come from uh, a Chinese laboratory. So this was not just, a, you know, an initial reaction. It was a long-term uh, 
campaign by members of the U.S. government like Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins and the scientists who could be considered complicit in helping China create COVID-19. Lawrence, as I say, I find this staggeringly alarming. And again, some of it has been sort of trickling out. You've been writing about it. Others have more recently. And yet, you know, I'm reminded of the the famous line, where's the outrage? Where is the holding accountable people for, again, gross malfeasance is, I think, the most charitable way you can describe this. It, it's, it's treason when you think about it in terms of actual enhancement of the capabilities of our most dangerous enemy to destroy this country. And there seems to be, with I think it's fair to say, the notable exception of a couple of United States senators and a couple of congressmen, I guess, uh, Ron Johnson notably, uh, Rand Paul among them. But Lawrence, you're repeatedly laying out the facts at Gateway Pundit most especially uh, along these lines and, and others. And I want to come to some more that are even more outrageous in a, in a way, knowing what we now know. But it must be just infuriating to you as a, as a national security professional of great distinction in a variety of capacities, including with a specialty in, in virology, for heaven's sakes, clinical you know, experience in this space at Fort Detrick, no less, that this has been done by other elements of the United States government. And worse, to turn to that other point, it's still going on. We're still supporting the Chinese biological warfare program. Tell us about that and how and where that's happening. Well, as I said earlier, Frank, uh, over the last 30 years, uh, there has been a scientific chain migration of, of uh, scientists trained in the People's Re Republic of China who have established themselves in laboratories in the United States, some becoming U.S. citizens, but maintaining an allegiance to China. Now, one could call these scientific uh, double agents. Uh, they use U.S. taxpayer funding to conduct collaborative research with scientists in China, uh, some of which are from the People's Liberation Army. Now we have direct evidence that over these last 30 years, the Chinese, these Chinese scientists, many of uh, have come, who have come to the United States, have been part of an organized espionage program run by China's state security apparatus. Now, one of the most prominent of those is Shibu uh, Zhang, a People's Liberation Army scientist uh, who had a key position as a link between China's biowarfare program and a network of Chinese scientists operating in the U.S. on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, and this has been uh, I've well documented this in the Gateway Pundit. Now, briefly, this uh, Shibu Zhang obtained his uh, MS and uh, medical degree from the People's Liberation Army First Military Medical University and the Fourth Military Medical University, respectively. Over the last twenty of the over twenty years working in the United States, Shibu Zhang developed an extensive network of collaborative research with other U.S virus research laboratories and received more than $17 million in research grants coming from Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Now, during this entire period, Shibu Zhang actively collaborated with People's Liberation Army laboratories and simultaneously inviting into his U.S. laboratory and training scientists linked to the Chinese 
uh, military. Now, according to the sources from inside China, we've established that Xi Bujiang has been identified as an agent of China's state security apparatus. In fact, he has a code name, which is called, he's called Pu Yu, uh, which is fine jade uh, in Chinese. Uh, now, uh, it, it appears that all the code names of Chinese scientists overseas who are working for the Chinese uh, intelligence have these gemstone uh, names. Another one is Yang uh, Yi Wang, who's uh, actually head of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Now, there, yeah, go ahead, Frank. Sorry. No, no, I'm just, I'm just remarking on the evidence that you're laying out that continues to build of both the extent of this biological warfare program and its assets, and the fact that. Um, we're learning more and more about who are the principals in it and how many of them have ties here in the United States. And, and Lawrence, I just have to ask you, again, as a national security professional, as a man with great competency in this particular national security battle space, for want of a better term, what is the cumulative effect on our national security of having agents of the People's Liberation Army and the Chinese Communist Party continuing to hoover up our research, our technologies, our techniques that can be directly applicable, not that we're using them for this purpose, but that can be directly applicable to their illegal biological warfare agenda. Well, essentially, Frank, the U.S. Uh Government officials are using U.S. taxpayer dollars essentially to subsidize China's biowarfare program because all of what I've told you is is still going on. We're still accepting these Chinese scientists in the United States at universities uh, who have uh, associations with the U.S. Defense Department, for example, uh, and we're doing nothing to stop that. And uh, the gain-of-function experiments are still going on and still being funded by the National Institutes of Health. I get that. What I'm asking is basically your assessment of what are the consequences. What, are the, what is the likely benefit to the Chinese of all of what you've just laid out? Well, what the Chinese have done is colonize our research programs in the United States and uh, are essentially uh, using our knowledge, skills, and technologies to feed into their biowarfare program. I think it's... that's Okay. If all of that is true, I guess I'm just asking for a bottom line. Would that likely be making, in your professional judgment, Lawrence Sellen, a material contribution to the threat that we're facing here in the United States? That I mean, is this something that is just, you know, additional um, knowledge, or is it enhanced peril for the American people that is a direct result of what our tax dollars are being utilized to obtain. Well, we're contributing to our own demise because the, uh, the Chinese are using our knowledge, skills, and technologies, and even our funding uh, to feed into their biowarfare program to create bioweapons that can be used against the United States. It's that simple. It's that simple, and it's that terrifying. Lawrence Sellen, as always, thank you for an extraordinarily important wake-up call. I hope that we can continue to collaborate with you in trying to make sure that it is not only heard, but acted upon by our government uh, before, God forbid, these weapons enabled by us 
are used against us to an even greater extent than COVID-19. God bless you, my friend. We'll talk with you soon. Next up, we'll speak with Ross Kennedy about food security and what the Chinese are doing to threaten ours in that regard as well. Straight ahead. 